0: Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 says, three things will last forever, faith, hope and love, and the greatest of these is love. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for this ministry. I thank you, God, for just young people that love you, are excited about you, that want to come closer to you, God. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our lives, God, as we're just growing together, getting to know you even better. Lord, I just thank you for speaking to us tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, tonight we're kicking off a brand new series uh, that we're going to spend a couple weeks in called Anchored. Anchored. And we're going to talk about these three things that Uh, That first Corinthians chapter 13, verse uh, 13 says these three things will last forever, faith, hope and love. And uh, we're going to talk about each one of these. And tonight we're going to talk about how to be anchored or being anchored in faith, being anchored in faith. Anybody in here like to fish, any fishermen, any boaters in here, any wannabe fishermen or women boaters? I love I love to fish. The only problem is I don't have a truck. I don't have a boat, so it makes it kind of hard to to do those things. A couple of years back, Josh and I went on a chartered fishing thing, and it was just the greatest thing ever. They like bait your hook. They, I'm serious. They bait your hook. They they throw it. They even kind of reel it. You know, they like catch the fish, and you just reel it in. Josh wasn't proud about that. He didn't say that publicly because he feels like you know we didn't actually catch the fish. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I, I didn't want to cause division in your marriage. But um, so it was really, really, really fun. And, you know, you have boats and uh, you also have this thing called an anchor on a boat. And an anchor is really not that important until you need it. Right. And, uh, you know, I heard a story recently of a guy that was fishing and uh, they had a GPS on where right and fish finder and all these incredible things and was able to put them right where the fish were and uh, they would get there and I mean they would just start catching all kinds of fish but they didn't have an anchor and all of a sudden they noticed that they weren't catching fish anymore but the boat that they were next to was catching all these fish and they looked at their coordinates and realized that they had drifted away and, and they weren't in the spot again. And so they would get on their GPS, get back to the spot of where the fish were. And they weren't really that far away. But as they would drift, there, re- there was no cat, you know, no fish to be caught. And they would get on the fish and finally start to catch some fish again. Then all of a sudden, they wouldn't be catching any fish anymore. And they would look at their GPS and realize that they had drifted away. And, the, you know, the importance of an anchor, it's not that important until you need it. Until you're on the fish, it keeps you where you need to be. And in this series, we're going to talk about being anchored in faith, being anchored in hope, and being anchored in love, because the Bible says that these three things will last forever. They're not carnal, they're not temporal, but they're eternal. And so tonight, I love speaking about faith. In fact, not that long ago, we did a series on faith and it takes self-control for me not to preach on faith every single week. I just love it, it intrigues me. Um, you know, really, the Bible says in Hebrews 11, if you read it, you can't even have a relationship with God without faith. So faith is incredibly important. And I want to talk to you about being anchored in faith, being anchored in faith. And uh, let's talk about. What does it take to get anchored in faith? What does it take to get anchored in faith? If you're um, taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. Uh, the first thing that, takes, that causes you to get anchored in faith is, number one, you've got to first drop your anchor. You've got to drop your anchor. It, an anchor is of no use to you if it stays in your boat. It must be put to use. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. It's got to be put to action. And so the first thing that you got to do is drop your anchor or step out in to faith. Matthew chapter 17. Is a really cool story and, and, uh, and I'll start in verse 14, but there's a, a, a boy, you know, the story that He was demon possessed. He would throw himself into the fire. And um, the, the dad was just really just distressed about it and comes to Jesus. And in verse 14, it says At the foot of the mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them. A man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire or into water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus kind of goes off here. Jesus replied, you faithless and corrupt people. How long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon and the boy and he left from that moment. The boy was well. Afterwards, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out the demon? And I love how Jesus just is really concerned about the disciples feelings and just trying to skate around, you know, this. He says, you don't have enough faith. You don't have enough faith, Jesus told him. I tell you the truth, if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. I love this story of how, you know, it, it, it brings the disciples and Jesus. He, the disciples are trying to heal this guy. And and I love how after it says that the disciples came to Jesus afterward. And they're just like, hey, um, why could not we heal this guy? And Jesus is just so straightforward. You know, I would have been like, well, you know, you might you should probably pray some more, and you know we've been traveling a lot. You know you you're probably kind of tired a little bit. Jesus doesn't even like he just goes straight right to it. Says so you don't have enough faith. You don't have enough faith. But then he gives this illustration, which is so incredibly powerful, of a mustard seed. And what causes us not to drop the anchor of our faith so much and so many times is we feel like we don't have enough. There's there's we don't have enough faith. We don't we're not at that place. But Jesus said, if you just had faith just as a mustard seed, nothing would be impossible for you. Nothing would be impossible. You know, the story of the, the boy that brings uh, the, the, the fish and the loaves to Jesus and he feeds 5000 with it. You know, most of us would have never stepped out in that because we wouldn't. I mean, there's a whole crowd, 5,000 men. That's just men that that's not including all their families. It was actually much more than that. But this boy, Jesus takes what he has and he multiplies it. It's a beautiful thing of whenever you step out and you drop the anchor of your faith, Jesus takes care of the rest. Most of us, what we're doing is we're focusing on how small our anchor is and it's impossible for our anchor to be able to hold our ship, hold our boat, hold our life, so to speak, You know, from the currents. But all God is requiring of us is just to drop the anchor. Drop the anchor of faith. It doesn't matter how big or how small it is. He just wants you to just step out. And often that's what what causes us not to is we feel like we don't have... We don't have enough. You know, Matthew 25. uh, You know, the story of the talents of how Jesus gave, you know, to certain people, different talents, uh, different bags of money or currency, as he describes it here. He gives this parable. He said he gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another and one bag of silver to the last, divvying up in portion to their abilities. Then he left on his trip and then you go all the way down. As he comes back in verse 25, the one with one bag of silver or one talent is talking to the Master and says, I was afraid I'd lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. Here it is. I played it safe. I didn't lose the money. I didn't lose what I had. But but here, here, I'll give it back to you. What he was saying is, look, I didn't have much. I didn't have very much, but I I just kind of just... Took it, buried it, and I didn't do anything with it, but I didn't lose it. I played it safe. And I think that the reason that he did that is because he only had one. Probably his mindset is, I mean, I just have one. How many of us have that mindset of, you know, I have faith, but I just don't have enough faith? You know, I I don't have I don't have really what it takes. Listen, don't worry about If you have what it takes, don't worry if you don't feel like you have enough. All you have to have is a little bit. And Jesus said, the Bible says actually in Romans chapter 12, verse three, that each one of us have been given a measure of faith. You don't have to ask for faith. If you became a born again Christian, you have faith. All of us have different measures and different size amounts of faith. But all it takes is just a little bit, just a little bit. So I encourage you, drop the anchor of faith. How do I get anchored in faith? I just got to just the start is just dropping it, just dropping the anchor of faith. The second thing is I must grow continuously in faith. I must grow continuously in faith. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 15 says, nor do we boast and claim credit for the work uh, someone else has done, Instead, we hope that your faith will grow so that the boundaries of our work among you will extend. The boundaries among you will extend. Paul is talking to the Corinthians and saying, look, our hope for you is that your faith grows. Your faith grows. It's important for us to have the mindset of it doesn't matter where I'm at, I can always get closer to God. It doesn't matter if I, where I'm believing, I can always believe more. And what happens sometimes is we see these giants of faith that just can believe God for incredible things, but the unfortunate thing for us is we didn't get to see them as a new believer. We didn't get to see them whenever they first started stepping out in faith, whenever they started dropping the anchor of their faith. we got to continuously grow in our faith. How does your faith grow? How does your faith grow? One of the ways that your faith grows is knowing your faith level, knowing your faith level. Romans chapter 12, verse three says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give you each this warning. Don't you know, don't think of yourselves better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you measuring yourself by the faith God has given you. You know what stunts growth more than anything is an unhonest evaluation of yourself. Most people are not honest with themselves in in really in anything. But tonight we're talking about specifically in faith. And it's not just like they're not you're not Um, measuring up or not are thinking of yourselves better than you are. Some people do think that their selves are better than they are. But oftentimes we think that we're worse than we are. Either way is unhealthy. If you want to grow, you have to have an honest evaluation with God. And the only way that that happens is if you have developed a trust with God. The reason that sometimes it's hard for us to be honest with other people or open up with other people is is cuz we're worried what they might say, what they might think. Will they crush what we're opening up to? And knowing that God is a perfect God, his love is absolutely perfect. He'll never crush you. He's out for you to grow. And so the way one of the ways that your faith grows is you have to be honest where you're at. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is in Mark chapter 9 verse 21. It says uh, whenever Jesus uh, was was meeting with another man, said, how long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, and the, uh, the Spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us if you can. Jesus replied, what do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. The Father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Believe, I really love that that story because the, the the dad is just so honest. You know, he's like, I do believe, but but there's some unbelief inside of me. And whenever and Jesus went on and healed healed his son, but Jesus always identifies and always meets a need whenever you're honest with him. He already knows he already knows what's going on inside of you. He already knows what you're struggling with. He already knows what you're maybe having a hard time believing Him for. He knows that already. But one of the most sincere prayers is found right there. And God, I believe You, but but help my unbelief. Help me overcome my unbelief. Whenever I meet Jesus or I come to Him honest and open, it causes me to grow. It causes me to grow. So number one, I first must drop the anchor. Number two, I must continually continuously grow in my faith. Number 3, I must focus on the author of my faith. I must focus on the author of my faith. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says, "Therefore, since we have a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every every sin which so easily entangles us, let us run with endurance the race" that is set before us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Jesus is the One that places faith inside of our hearts. He's the Master that gives us a measure of faith. And the only way that I can stay anchored in my faith is by keeping my eyes upon Jesus. Keeping my eyes fixed upon Him Because if I focus on other things, I can't walk straight towards Him. And one of the stories that illustrates this the best is whenever Peter stepped out of the boat and started walking uh, on water towards Jesus in Matthew chapter 14, verse 28 says, Then Peter called to Him, Lord, if it's really You, tell me to come to You. Walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked, walked on water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. But Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? He climbed back into the boat, and the wind stopped, and the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. You know, Something that um, just a side note. Something that amazes me about the disciples is how often they doubted Jesus. You know, they walked with Jesus in the flesh, and something that I've always thought about it is whenever Jesus died on the cross, they were. It's amazing how fast they gave up hope. They're like, "It's done." Like you read the Bible, and he's constantly telling them about what's going to happen. He's constantly saying, "Hey, I'm going to die. The Son of Man must go before it." You know. Uh, Caesar and and, uh, must die and and be. But he'll rise again. He gives him offers him hope. But it's amazing how quickly they forget. You know, this is right after he fed the five thousand and and yet they're still like, man, you really are the son of God as they see him get back in the boat. And I I always kind of just am amazed at that. But then I look at my own life and I'm also amazed at myself of how often I, I can doubt God and I've seen him do so many incredible things, but yet I'm back at the place of like, man, you really are good, God. I'm like, yeah, I am. Like, oh, Can we get beyond this point, please? Can we, can we please grow a little bit? And it's amazing how easily we can get spiritual amnesia, so to speak, where we just forget about the faithfulness of God. The reason that we can have faith in Christ is because He's been so faithful to us. And it's amazing, amazing, you know, all the things that He's done in our lives, and there's so much that that has been unseen that He's protected us from, that His hands been upon us that we don't, we won't even realize until we spend eternity with Him of how faithful He really is. So, what causes us to lose our focus on Jesus? What causes us to lose our focus on Jesus? One of the ways we lose focus on Jesus and it gets us off our eyes off of the author of our faith is we focus on our circumstances rather than Jesus. We focus on our circumstances rather than Jesus. When Jesus told the parable of how the sower went out to sow seed and he gave just different illustrations of it uh, in Mark four eighteen, he says the seed that fell upon the thorns represents Others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life. So many people lose faith just because the worries of this of this life, the circumstances of this life, cause us to get our eyes off of Christ and put our eyes on our circumstance. The enemy's okay with anything that can keep our eyes off of Christ he doesn't care how he can do it if as long as he can do it as long as he can get our eyes off of the author of our face faith uh, and off of his face the other thing that causes us to lose focus is number two we get distracted by comparing our faith to others we can get distracted by comparing our faith or our walk with Christ to others. Galatians chapter 6, verse 4 says, Pay attention to your own work, for then you will be satisfied of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. The enemy's goal is for us to get our eyes off of Christ however it can be. If he can do it through our circumstances, maybe we're going through a trial, maybe we're going through something in our family or whatever it is, if he can get our eyes off of him onto our circumstances or off of him onto another person he'll settle for that because as long as just as as peter was walking on the water and he was going through all these things once he started to to look at the waves and the wind and see how bad things were that's what caused him to sink and the same thing in our life in our faith if we can if we get our eyes off of Christ and put it on our circumstance or put it on other people and start to look at man so and so's growing in faith I've been saved you know longer than they have. Why is it my faith growing and you know you have a desire to grow and you, you you begin to develop jealousy or or you're just like man why why can't they just believe God so easily? That is a trap of the enemy. comparison will always hinder you. Either you'll think yourself as better than them or you'll think yourself as worse than them. Either one will ensnare you and it's a trap of the enemy. He'll do anything that he can to get our eyes off of the author and the perfecter of our faith. So what what does it take to get anchored in faith? One, we must first drop the anchor. Second, we've got to continually grow in our faith. Three, we've got to focus on the author of our faith. And finally, number four, you need a word from God. You need a word from God. What do I mean by this? I'm going to explain it a little bit. And, you know, one of the things that's cool about a new year is it's amazing how many people start to read the Bible at the beginning of the year. I don't know why we don't start in March or, you know, we get this this mindset of it's got to be in January, but. It's it's cool. We got prayer and fasting. Yeah, you know, but it's cool that, you know, we start reading the, the word of God and it's important for your life. And, you know, I don't want you to develop a, a religion, but I, I want you to have a relationship with Christ and you cannot have a strong relationship with Christ without being in his word. And I believe without being in his word daily. And we need to hear God's voice. In our lives, there's so many decisions that you have to make that you need to hear God's voice on it. And you know, the truth is, you won't you won't hear consistently God's voice unless you're consistently in God's Word. You won't get a, a consistent Word from God unless you're consistently in God's Word. That's tweetable. I worked so hard on that. I tried to slip it in there like I just came. And I worked like three hours on that. Not really. Like, five minutes, but but it's true. You know, if we want to hear how many of you really desire to hear the voice of God. I desire to hear the voice of God. It's it's incredible. You know, I've heard the voice of God in my heart. I've never heard the audible voice of God, but it's incredible provision that God's given us to direct and anchor our life. And whenever it comes to faith, To have faith, you need to have something to believe for. You need to have something to trust in God. And what you need is a word from God. You need a word from God. Going back to Matthew chapter 14, whenever Jesus called Peter and and the disciples. Chapter 14, verse 26 says, When the disciples saw Him walking on the water, they were terrified. Their, Their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost. Jesus spoke to them at once. "Don't be afraid," he said. "Take courage, I'm here." Then Peter called to him, uh, then Peter called to him, "Lord, is it really you? Come to me. I will come to you if it's you walking on the water. Yes, come," Jesus said. Peter would have never gotten out of the boat if he didn't have a word from Jesus. Some of us will never drop our anchor. We'll never get rooted in our faith unless you have a word from God and that word comes from his word his written word and you obey that word you follow that word and as you get in God's word you'll begin God will speak to you through his word one of the one of the most uh prevalent ways that I hear God's voice is through God's word it's almost every day that I can there's something at least that'll prick my heart of you you need to do this or you you're you're not doing this or you are doing this an encouragement God will always speak to us as we have that mindset or that attitude of a Samuel, God speak to me. I pray that prayer almost every time before I read my Bible, not every single time, but most times Lord, here's your servant, speak to me if you want, and some days i don't i it's just I'm just reading and it's and it's it can become boring or dry, and it's like, man, I'm not getting anything. But in the other days, it's like the windows of heaven are opening up. But you know what I find? The longer that I walk with God, those days are fewer and far between. I hear from God more uh, more than I, I don't hear from God. The closer you get to Him, the more clearly you'll hear His voice and you'll know what you need to have faith for. And faith is the key that unlocks whatever door God is trying to open for you. Faith is the key that unlocks the door that God is trying to open for you. He works through the avenue of your faith. That's why it's so important. There's going to be opportunities that come that look impossible, but it's a God opportunity for you. God has a plan and has a call for your life. And it's faith that will get you there. It's not in your ability, but it's in trusting God and believing in Him. You good with that? Let's close with this. Y'all can stand with me. So what does it take to get anchored in your faith? You've got to first drop your anchor. you got to secondly, continue to grow in your faith. you got to focus on the author of your faith. Number four, you need a Word from God. You need something that you can trust and hold on to and believe for that. You can, you can have faith and trust in what God's doing. And I want to close with this scripture that we read earlier. And we started out Matthew chapter seven, 17, verse 20. It says, You don't have enough faith, Jesus told him. I tell you the truth, if you have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. You know, if you walk away with nothing else from this message tonight, I want you to walk away with this. That with faith in Christ, nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible for you. All we need is just a little bit of faith. Just a small amount. Just a little bit of faith, and God will make up the rest. It was, sometimes we read our Bible and just kind of skim through it, and it can become just another story. But whenever you read that story of a little boy with just a little bit of fish, little, just a few loaves of bread, and Jesus took what he had and he multiplied it. The reason that Jesus used the story of a mustard seed is what a seed does once it's planted. Multiplies. It may, may be small, but it multiplies. It grows and it continues to grow. And whenever you have just a little bit of faith, you plant that faith in God's word. It begins to grow, begins to expand, begins to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And the more you plant that seed of faith, the bigger that will grow. The more your life will grow. The easier it'll be to trust in God, the easier it'll be. There'll be a circumstance that comes, but you're so deeply anchored in God's word. You have so much faith that it won't shake you, that the worries of this life won't cause you to fail. It won't cause you to stumble because your faith is anchored in him. Your faith is anchored in him. Let's pray. Father, I thank you right now for every single person in here. Lord, our heart's desire is to be closer to You than we've been before. Lord, I pray that You would just speak to us continuously. Lord, our faith is anchored in You. Lord, I pray that as we just continue this series, Lord, I pray that we would learn what it means to be anchored, God. That it it wouldn't be just another message, but that we would truly be anchored in You. And Lord, we just pray right now, just as the as a man just was so honest with you, just a a dad that was just in such need, said, God, I have faith. I have belief. But help my unbelief. Lord, we just come before you right now. Nobody looking around. Just Everybody just a quiet, still moment for you and God. Lord, we come before you. We say, here's our faith. Here's where we're at. Lord, increase it. Lord, grow it. Lord, strengthen it. Lord, help us to be closer to You than we've ever been before. Lord, our hearts desire is to be with You. Lord, we know that, Lord, You have a plan. You have an agenda for our lives. And the only way to accomplish that is through faith. Lord, I pray that we be people of faith that believe in You, that trust You for all things, God. Lord, I pray over every single student in here, every single person, God. Lord, I pray that you would increase their faith, that you'd give them strength, that you'd give them boldness, God, Lord, to accomplish the plans that you have for them. Lord, we just give you honor. We give you praise for what you're doing in our lives tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, y'all are dismissed. Uh, If y'all need prayer for anything, we'll have leaders up here that'd be glad to pray with you and stand with you. Uh, If not, we'll see y'all next week. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram.